You're listening to Red Nation Online. of Off the Woodworks on rednationonline.ca and I promise you that this is the last time I put this god-awful song on my show but it is in honor of the Houston Dynamo which are the next opponent of the Montreal Impact tonight 8.30 and I was gonna say TV Aspar but no I was gonna say RDS but no it's on RDS Info I'm LS Live and we're going to talk about that later on today. Might be the first time I lose my cool on off the woodworks because we're going to talk about the two oof, two networks that are proud to say that they're both the official sponsor and both founding member of the Montreal Impact. And both cannot even show games on their main networks. One of them only has one, the other one has three. Damn. So we're going to talk about that later on on After Woodworks. Might be the first time I use bad words and I lose my cool on After Woodworks. So stay tuned for that. But before that, before we talk about the Houston Dynamo, we got to talk about one thing and one guy who probably saved the face of the Montreal Impact last week. Tiso Maxin, Tiso, Tiso. Awesome. Tiso, awesome. Damn, have you seen his face after Maxim Tiso's goal close to extra time at Toyota Park against the Chicago Fire? Because yes, Montreal tied it up close to the extra time last week against the Chicago Firecrackers at Toyota Park. It all started off with a Marco DeVaio goal. Because yes, he can score on the road, people. He did. one nothing, And then it was a Mike McGee show. He could have had a hat trick. Thanks to the woodworks. Off the woodworks. Because of that. It was still 2-1. And then Tissot scored with a beautiful header. Off a bouncing ball after a corner. It was a great... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken. But anyways, it was a great header. A looping header into the bottom corner. It actually bounced one time before bouncing in the net. And you should have seen Paponi right behind it. Do I touch the ball? Do I not touch it? Is it going to go in? It goes in. Woohoo! And then he looks at Tissot. Tissot's like, What? I scored? Oh. Then Devayo's like, Are we going to celebrate? Devayo's by himself. Raises his arms. Yeah, Devayo. By himself. And then everybody looks at Tissot. And Pepona's like, Come on, guys. It's his first goal in history of the Academy of the Montreal Impact. FC, first time that the Academy product scored a goal in Major League Soccer. And it is a defender, a left back, Maxim Tiso Awesome. You're Tiso Awesome, my friend. 
Good job. One point on the road. It could have been better. It could have been worse. Bad half, bad second half. And hopefully, Montreal Impact don't have an as bad second half against the Houston Dynamo, which is later on tonight at 30. It's going to be a good game. Uh, it's going to be a great game. And I promise you, like I said, is last time I put that god-awful song. There is a couple other songs in existence about the Houston Dynamo, believe it or not. There's one one song by Mike Jones. I was trying to find it. I looked everywhere in the interwebs. I went to the dark places of the internet to try to find that Mike Jones, the Dynamo song. And I couldn't get it. So if you find that song, send me an MP3. And I promise you that I'll put it the next time we play the Dynamo. Which might be in the playoffs or might be next year. Because I'm sick and tired of the Dynamo. It's the third time we're playing this year. It's getting to the end of the season where we're facing teams in our conference for the third time. And I'm sick of them. I'm sick of talking about them. Can we get the playoffs here already? Just a couple games to go. A handful of games to go. And the Montreal Impact are still in the hunt. In the very good hunt for a playoff spot. So before we talk about the Montreal Impact tonight, we will just glance very quickly on the result last week. But most of all, we'll look at the standing. Because it is the push for the playoffs. Hashtag push for playoff. It is a very important weekend in the MLS. But first of all, let's take a look at the standing as it stands. Of course, it's a standing, so it's not a as it sits on this Friday lunchtime Eastern Conference. We still have the Toros on top with six, 52 points. Yeah, you can tell my eyesight is not that great. Sporting Kansas City, second, 48 points. Four points off, but one game in hand. Then we have our Blue Boys in three, third position. Montreal Impact, 46 points, but two games in hand. Winning those two games with us, even with the Red Bulls in points, and even points per game, because we are dropping in points per game, people. We're down to 1.59 so we need to get on the horse and win tonight in Houston. Let's make them lose their north at the BBVA Compass Stadium. Just behind us, Houston Dynamo. So it is the dreadful six-point game. I know you cannot see me right now, but I'm using quotes while I'm saying six-points game. It's too bad it's not like the NASL back then where if you score more than three goals, you get six points. That would be awesome. That would almost be Tiso awesome. Congratulations, Maxime Tiso. Once again, on your great goal. And most importantly, congratulations on the reaction you had. It was a great reaction. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Watch it. Philadelphia Union rounds off the playoff spots right now. Philadelphia Union, 42 points in 5th position with 30 games played. So Montreal are the only one that still don't have 30 games played. So that's 5 to go and 4 to go for the rest, except the Rebels have one more game played than everybody else. And we have fighting for the playoffs. Only 3 teams left in contention in the East. The Columbus Crew with 41 points. The New England Revolution with 41 points as well, but one game in hand. Behind the crew. 
And we've got the Chicago Firecrackers. Eighth position, 40 points, 30 games played. All three are either one or two points away from the dreadful fifth position. Can the Union hold on? Or will one of the three teams accrue the Rebs or the Fire? Jump ahead of them. It'll be interesting to see. So, what? who's facing who in the East this weekend? We have tonight, the Chicago Firecrackers are facing DC United on the road. So, in RFK, dreadful RFK Stadium, former home of our former Hexpos. Damn you, DC. Damn you all. To, well, the bottom of the table, which is basically hell. Even though you won a trophy, because if you didn't know, DC United might have an, might be having one of their worst season in team history in Major League Soccer. They still won a trophy, and they still, well, third time in their history, they won the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Hashtag you suck 100. Basically, it is one hashtag you suck 100. It was 100th U.S. Open Cup, and DC beat RSL one nothing on the road. At, uh, for what people trying to say that is a very quiet Rio Tinto Stadium. Doesn't seem like it, but that's what they say. And DC pulled off a huge upset. Maybe one of the biggest upset in the U.S. Open Cup history by lifting that trophy on the road. Ben Olsen might have saved his job and the players might have saved their season and their CONCACAF bound next year. So Chicago has a chance of getting three points because DC is probably still in that club right now. And they're not, oh, we have a game tonight? Oh, well, boo, boo, boo. They're on a short practice week. They played three games in eight days. Look for Chicago to stay alive in the playoff run tonight by a win. That's going to be on NBC Sports Network. Here's a network that consistently shows MLS. I know, I'm giving the Montreal networks a hard time but you got to understand if you look at a supporter's point of view that lives in Montreal and the network decide to put an Ottawa hockey team instead of a Montreal based soccer team which is in the first league now anyways it might not draw a lot of people but it's not because the product isn't good it's because the way the network trying to reach its listenership and it ain't working it ain't available to that many people, and people don't want to pay for it. Anyways, I've heard a lot, and I've seen a ton of chatter on Twitter about that, and I'll talk about that in the second half of the show. And like I say, I might lose my cool, and so tonight we got 8 o'clock DC, Chicago, 8.30, Houston, Montreal. Saturday, big game in the East. Again, the Eastern team are all facing each other. So it's gut check time this week for the standings. New York, New England. The tunnel rivalry. Well, it's not really because it's not really New York. It's New Jersey. So it's the New Jersey Toros against the Boston Revolution. Yeah, you heard it. Boston. New York wins. They might take the East. New England win. They're back in the playoff spot. Then Philly might have a lucky break in their hopes of making a playoffs by playing TFC tonight. TFC won 4-1 last week. It was a great game at BMO. I know I said it was a great game. It was a great 
uh, performance by Bright DK or Bright Dyke. I prefer to say Bright DK. Dare I say it? I do. He's got a bright future. The Columbus Crew, sporting Kansas City, at home at Columbus Park, Columbus Crew Stadium. Will the crew save their season, even though there's a lot of injuries? Can Iguain and his boys get a victory or a result against Kansas City to make sure that they stay in the hunt for a playoff run? And if you're a Montreal Impact supporter, you're really conflicted with that game. Same for New York and New England. You want New York and SKC to lose, so you get a shot at first place. But you don't want New England and Columbus to get points and come down breathing down your neck down the road in a couple weeks. So those are the game important. Saturday for the East. Sunday there's a couple more. Actually, they're in, in the West. So the only games important for the standings in the East. New York, New England, Philly, TFC, Columbus, SKC, Houston, Montreal, Chicago, D.C. So with that, we'll have a better opinion of the East standing. And right now in the West, we'll glance over the West. It's not going well for Vancouver people. I don't know if you're f fans of Vancouver or if you're listeners that lives in the Vancouver region, in B.C., in the Cascadia. Nah, it's in the Rockies. I don't call it Cascadia. I think that's an overhype uh, rivalry with Vancouver. It's like, he's like the third wheel. Vancouver is like the third wheel of that relationship. You got Portland and Seattle hitting each other since the 70s. And you got Vancouver like, hey guys, can I join you? I, I'm here. I, I, can I be with you guys? You got a good thing going on. I'm like, hey, can, I, can I join you? Seriously? Seriously? Can, can I join you? That's when I think, when I think about Vancouver and the Cascadia. Sorry, guys. Real Salt Lake, first 51 points. 31 games played. Seattle Sounders, 51 points, but two games in hand on RSL. And Seattle are getting to the, into their own. They're learning how to play with Dempsey very slowly, I might add. But Nagels, Martins, and Eddie Johnson are carrying that team. And don't forget Alonzo, Osvaldo, I mean, Osvaldo Alonzo, and Morales, all those five players are carrying the team on their shoulders, marching on to maybe a supporter shield win for the first time in the Sounders history. This has been in the league only in the, since 09, but it would be a major feat. Portland Timbers are third, 49 points, 30 games played. Galaxy, fourth, 45 points. But the Galaxy doesn't matter where they are, they'll make the playoffs. And they'll be very dangerous come playoff time with players like Robbie Keane, Lennon Donovan, Omar Gonzalez, Junino. Not having a great season, but he's always dangerous. Don't forget about Junino. And they might have finally, finally, finally resolved their goalkeeper situation by getting Pinto instead of Cudicini, whose Cudicini had a... 2012 Ricketts kind of like season and now 2013 Ricketts because Ricketts in 2013 is meh and Ricketts in 2012 was meh. and we got fifth possession to Colorado Rapids 45 points 30 games played tied in almost every sense of the word with the Galaxy except they got one win less but they got a couple more ties and fighting for the playoffs the only team almost still in the playoff run to everybody's surprise, 
Good job, Mark Watson. It is the San Jose Earthquakes. 44 points, 6th position, 31 games played out, 3 games left to play, but it might be enough to go get 5th place in front of the Rapids. It will be against the Rapids and the Earthquakes, and you know what? They're fighting each other this weekend. That game will mean everything to both teams. Earthquakes get it, they have a shot at the playoffs. Through thick and thin, they might even make the playoffs. It, it was possible. People still believe if you live in the Bay Area. Believe. Have faith in your quakes. Vancouver Whitecaps, 7th, 41 points. So three points back of the earthquakes with one game in hand. It all depends on that extra game. But the Whitecaps are not having a great end of the season. They're a hot and cold team this season. Starting very bad. Players disappeared off the face of the BC place. Where's Kobayashi? Where's YP Lee? Where's Nigel Rio? Cocker, not so cocky now, are you? Where are you? Exactly. Camillo, even Camillo. Yes, he did score twice against us. Against us, I know. He always scores against us, mister. Scores against us. But he disappeared. And FC Dallas, 40 points. 30 games played. So... It's a stretch to see Vancouver and Dallas overleaping in earthquakes. And it almost is a stretch to see the earthquakes overlapping the Rapids. It's all going to depend on the game this weekend. So let's look at the schedule in the West. Salt Lake plays Dallas. RSL gets a victory. Might very be possible. Dallas are struggling at the end of the season. Michelle can't do everything by himself. And his free kick cannot save their season as it was a case earlier on. Remember, they were first in the league earlier? Exactly. Next week, Colorado faces Earthquake, but this week, Colorado facing Seattle tonight as well, uh, Saturday night. So RSL's at 9 against Dallas. And 10, it's Colorado, Seattle. Seattle on the road, but they're still very dangerous. So if you want the Quakes to win, I don't know, because we heard a lot about the Quakes this week season because of the, the CCL and everything. Or if you want not. So Colorado might be your shot. Colorado, Seattle. Then Sunday, we've got Galaxy, Chivas. And Vancouver, Portland. The Quakes have a bye this week. Galaxy, Chivas. It's the LA Derby. It's the LA Classico. No, it's not LA Classico. It's a Los Angeles Classico. Not really. It's a home game for the Galaxy. Even if it wasn't, it would have been a home game for the Galaxy. Look for the Galaxy to put uh, three points in the bank and to march on to the playoffs. They might not have a shot at the Shield, but they will be turning red hot when playoff time starts. Playoffs. Then to end this week, to end this week, sorry, Vancouver, Portland. Vancouver at home against Cascadia rival. Yeah, guys, can I play against you? You know. So look for Portland to play almost at home with a lot of Timber Ar Timbers Army making the trip down to Canada, eh? To face Vancouver, eh? It all depends. Do you like Portland or do you like Vancouver? If you're from Montreal, there's a good chance you're going to be cheering for Portland on that game. But you don't want Vancouver to fall too low and to have to face them in the first round. I know we're gonna. We want to finish first as Canadian team, so you don't want Vancouver to overpass us in the standings, so they've become first. We don't want to place Toronto to face Toronto in the first round. We want to face either Edmonton or Ottawa in the next year's Canadian Championship. 
for whatever that's worth. It's a trophy. We lifted it. We're the winner. We're the 2013 Canadian Championship winner. Don't forget that. We are champions. We are, and you are. You are a champion. It's all in your mind and in your heart. So, cheer for Portland. So, those are the standings and the schedule for this weekend. We'll take a small break. We'll preview the Houston Dynamo and the Montreal Impact. And we will talk about the dreadful situation of the Montreal Impact broadcasting situation. Be right back after this. There's Dominic who leads away the greatest coach we know. In Dom we trust, we fans all say because he runs the show. He's leader and our master inspiration in the fight. He'll lead our team to glory because he dynamite. And we're back. Houston, Montreal. Big implication for the Eastern standings tonight on... Yes, yeah, so let's talk about that first. The Montreal Impact glorifies themselves. Not, it's not the Impact. Sorry about that. Let me rephrase that. Two networks glorify themselves by saying, We are the official Montreal Impact broadcaster. And either one says, We are the official MLS broadcaster. Okay, you're both right and you're both wrong. Because it never seemed like, as an outside perspective, let me say that first, and I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to name anything, because that's not what we do on After Woodworks, and I don't want to blame anybody, and that probably has good reasons, good reasons themselves to act that way, and numbers probably don't lie, and that's all well and good. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just as a perspective and has what it looks like and what it seems like as a supporter and a fan, as an outside, as a, as a viewer and a listener. And I'm not going to tell what to do to anybody because who am I to say that? Anyways, so all that being said, as an outside perspective, it seems like the Montreal Impact never get the loves, the love we think it deserves. And that's the really important thing. Uh, the impact never get the love we think as supporters and fans, but what we think is is always biased because we love that team. We do. Don't get me wrong, me included. Everybody, a supporter and fan, we actually love that team to a degree that is very different of other sports. So for us, it always seems like that team never gets enough love, never gets enough attention. Hence, all the podcasts and all the websites and the articles and. And everybody who loves that team, and I can speak, I won't say names, like I said, but people who've been on my show to talk about the impact have a different type of love for that team as other sports have. And all that being said, we always think that the way they're covered in the television world, let's all be honest, because online, it's they're covered perfectly. Uh, if you're talking about MLSsoccer.com, Koufran, Soccer Plus, Us After Woodwork, you talk about uh, all the other ones that still exist on Red Nation Online, covers the impact, uh, CSN covers the impact, on every soccer podcast network imaginable, the impact is there, online. It's written-wise, it's getting better, 
better, not bitter, it's getting better, sorry about that. You always got Pascal Milano and Dave Journal de Montréal. They're doing, doing a good job covering the impact on a day-to-day. You got Olivier Tremblay. Don't forget Olivier Tremblay, who's been on the show once, who covers the Montreal impact for MLSsoccer.com and is on Coufran. So they're doing a good job. And the people, people working for those networks, covering the impact, I know they're doing it from the heart and they're doing their best they, they can and they're fighting to get the most hair time as they can. They're struggling and they're always scraping for more. But it's hard to change the mentality of decades and decades of a way to do things. And in soccer and in football, things are done a different way. And you always get that clash of the way things are done elsewhere versus the things that are done here, trying to merge them and make a good product that will make everybody happy. And that's where we get it wrong. In my opinion, we're always trying to make everybody happy. And what happens is that nobody's happy. The diehard supporters are like, nah, you should do this, you should do that, you can do better. We've seen this work over there when I was in Europe. I've seen the way they do things and it's better. Well, good for you. And you always get the mainstream supporters like, what is the impact? I never hear about it. I should hear more about it. I don't know what it is. Okay? So there's two ways to go from now on from moving forward. You got to give the people who don't know a chance to learn. And if you're a person in the know that loves the impact and love football and a, a footballista or whatever, how you want to call yourself, you got to give the people who doesn't know a chance to learn. But I'm not telling you to dumb down things. What I'm trying to say is don't try to judge uh, networks or by how they cover the impact just be glad they do we want more we ask for more that's the message that's the goal we want more and they keep taking away from us so all that being said the introduction to what i just said was like how it is in the media right now and then you get things happening like the TVA Sport giving games to RDS because TVA Sport wants to show the Ottawa Senators. So when that happens, it all comes back to the feeling of a fan and supporters that his team is not loved by its own media that it pays for. Because we all know there's basically two cable companies here and you either have one or the other. So you either pay for one or pay for the other, but you pay for those two channels. And if you're a Montreal fan supporter, you don't get what you want. And now you have to look wherever your team is. So you know, what is the moral? What what I'm trying to say is, subscribe to MLS Live. All your problems will be answered. Well, there'll be a solution to all your problems. All your questions will be answered. Get MLS Live. That's the best way. That you can keep an eye on your team's games. Especially if it keeps continuing to be like this. Where games are on a network where not everybody has. And that are not televised nationally. You know what that means? There's no blackout on MLS Live tonight. So do like me. What I'll be doing tonight. I'll be at home. Watching it on MLS Live. In a window. Twitter on the other one. And I might do a special edition of Off the Woodworks Live. Tonight on Ustream. You'll look on my Twitter feed if it happens. 
it'll be live there. So you might have a chance to see me tonight doing a version of After Woodworks commentating the game live for your viewing pleasure because you won't be able to see it if you don't have LDS Info. So you might, you can hear me tonight on After Woodworks live. Hashtag After Woodworks live tonight. Live from After Woodworks Studios. And you will be able to see me. So look later on on my Twitter feed. You will have the Ustream address to see Off the Woodworks live tonight. For the first time in Off the Woodworks history, we will do a live TV show. And you will get away. You will get away to see my face. I know. It won't be pretty. So all that being said, the game tonight, Houston Dynamo. Okay, so let's just wrap it up for a second. I might have gone far, I might explain the situation, good or bad, I might have confused you more than anything else. But the bottom line is, bottom line, the bottom line, the bottom line is the Montreal Impact has two broadcasters, and one of them wants to back them up 100%, and has the possibility to get a lot of viewers, and has a push directly to a sports audience. The other one has a push to a mainstream audience that does not really necessarily want to see, to watch soccer, and it's not necessarily sports related. So what I'm saying is, pick one or the other and go all out with it. When I'm trying to talk about a network and the way they push a product, the only one that comes in mind, the way they do it the most perfectly, I think, it's TSN and their coverage of the CFL. The way TSN pushes and trying to draw people to watch their CFL games, it's crazy and it's working. It's one of the best, um, uh, what's the word now? It's one of the best uh, ratings. They have the best ratings on TSN almost as the CFL games. The way they push product in the market like Saskatchewan, like Winnipeg, like BC, Ottawa eventually, if that ever works. In Hamilton, in Toronto, eh. Montreal, eh. But the rest of the, the rest of the country, the way they push their team in the market, it's an very impressive. And I believe that's the system that should be implemented to whichever network decides to go all out with the Montreal Impact. I'm not here to say one network is better than the other. Who am I to say that, like I said earlier? I'm not here to pass judgment. I'm not out here to say, Oh, I'm a TV sport guy. Or no, I'm an LDS guy. It doesn't matter which one you like better. What I'm saying is, either one agree to each other to disagree. And one of them get all the matches and push it like TSN pushes his CFL in the market. Focus on the focus group you're trying to get, like 1835, 1855, male, female, doesn't matter, fan of the Montreal Impact, trying to get that those people to watch the game on your network. And that would be the best for everybody. And then you can build around those games with pre-game, post-game, with a magazine once a week, MLS Insider style, and not just for kids, but MLS Insider style. So that's the way it should be done, in my opinion. But like I said, who am I to say that? I'm just a little guy here doing his own show, podcast. I don't know how to do all that. What I know is what I would like to watch. And if it was done CFL style on TSN for the MLS, it would be 
amazing. So that wraps up my thought and my idea on how the network impact should be. Going back to the game tonight. Preview of the Houston Dynamo Montreal Impact. Third meeting between the two teams this year. The Houston Dynamo got beat twice and badly both times this season. Both of those times were at the set Saputo, 5-0 and 2-1. Both great victories in the Montreal Impact season. And both are very important moving forward. So look for Houston trying to avenge those defeats. They're playing at home against the Impact. It's going to be very warm. Hence the early travel for the Montreal Impact. They got there on Tuesday so they could practice Wednesday and Thursday. So two practice on the road before the game on Friday to make sure they were acclimatized to the 31 degrees Celsius very humid weather in Houston. So that, Nesta did not make the travel and Bernardello either did not make the trip. Both of them stayed home. Nesta still nursing in the doctor in comfort injury. Doesn't want to get it worse. And you know what? Good for him. Relax. Take some rest. We might see Camara in the middle and Tiso Awesome on the side because Tiso Awesome. And we, uh, Bernardello is not... He started practice slowly. The boot is off his leg. He's getting better. He might start practicing with the team next week. He'll start practicing alone this week. And as soon as he starts practicing, he might be a week, a week and a half, two weeks away from making a comeback in MLS just in time for the playoffs. That would be very important. The people that are dangerous, that are really uh, dreadful, it's Ricardo Clark, Cravel. Brad Davis, can he comes back? Brian Cheng, only couple games left in the history of his career. And the only other jersey that he wore for a preseason game only was a Montreal Impact jersey. And will he try to shine? Will he even play? I don't think so. The game's so meaningful for Houston. Looks for the Will Bruins, Brad Davis, Corey Ash, the left back. Very, very dangerous out of the left flank. As a left back, the, the Ricardo Clark Gravel, Tally Tall in goal, very tall keeper, of course, with a Tally Tall. I know his name is Tally Hall, but he's so tall. So he's Tally Tall. So Tally Tall is going to be very dangerous tonight as well. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Montreal Impact does on the road in Houston. A game, a six-point game. What's the After Woodworks prediction you're telling me? Look for Montreal to get a W on the road. It's been a while. 2-1. Felipe Andivayo scores. And you know what? Will Bruins going to score for the Houston Dynamo. After Woodwork prediction, 2-1 Montreal on the road. And with that, thank you for listening to After Woodworks this week. Again, on rednationonline.ca. Your source for your Canadian soccer fix. Canadian men's national team, the Montreal Impact, Toronto FC, Vancouver Whitecaps, marquee matchups, great articles by Kamal Hilton, by Bodger, by Ian Clark. Overall, great website. Go look, check it up, rednationonline.ca, where you can get Off the Woodworks. You can subscribe on Off the Woodworks there as well. iTunes, 
Stitcher Radio, Feedburner, Podbean. Anywhere you like to get podcasts, you can get off the woodwork. So thank you very much. You can holla at me on Twitter at Off the Woodworks. If you got any music suggestions, weird, uh, weird soccer music, weird anything music, classics, send me an MP3 file or a link. Send me a link or whatever by email off the woodworks at hotmail.com. On Facebook, go like my page, Off the Woodworks. And thank you very much for listening to Out of the Works. And with that, great game tonight. I'm Kevin Lagami, and have a great soccer. So are you-